Racing. It's green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast. Alrighty, to set the scene, the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast uh, live out of Hillsville Greyhounds. And uh, what is even better than that? Uh, for the first time in a while, right beside me, Corey Smith said, Jimmy, I'll come up to Hillsville, I'll do it in the flesh, and he's right with me. Smithy, hello. Oh, it's a little bit different, Jim. I'll tell you what, I was regretting that decision when my <laughs> alarm went off this morning and I uh, felt how cold it was. I said, Hillsville's going to be a few degrees worse, uh, but uh, ventured down here, it's turned into not a bad day, and it's a, it's a pleasure to be on site. Well, I, I thought it was a little bit strange, to be honest, that you were so keen to come up to Hillsville. And then I realised the manager's job's up for grabs and I thought, oh, I'll put two and two together, Smithy's trying to worm his way in. <laughs> no, no, I, uh, I, I don't think I'll be putting my hand up for that job, mate. But uh, no, happy to help out in the meantime and, and uh, do the little things that we can because the MGRA and, and Hillsville are obviously uh, amalgamating. So we've, we've got to do our part when we can. Impressive word that was. Uh, track rating results. We spoke of this last week. Uh, we needed something in the form guide to tell us if it's a slow track, if it's a good track. Um, 100% of people who voted voted, yes, this needs to be in the form guide. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Uh, I know you and I are both on on that uh, on that wavelength as well. So hopefully it's uh, sooner rather than later, but I definitely think it'll be happening at some point. It's just... Uh, mm dotting the I's and crossing the T's and doing all that sort of stuff, but it's definitely important. You're the man when it comes to organising that type of stuff, so I reckon we leave it with you to try and get that uh, somehow across the line with GRV so then I don't have to do it, Smithy. Uh, also, just recently, I've been putting up on the Spotify section of the podcast for people to put in there uh, the best greyhound they've ever seen, right? Um, I think it's Fernando Bale. Uh, if you believe it's Fernando Bale, have a listen to the deep dive with Paul Westerveld. Um, really enjoyed chatting everything he has done in Greyhound Racing and in particular Fernando Bale. But Josh said poke the bear, which I thought was an interesting okay. one. That okay. was quite recent. A little, little bit left field. And Stotty reckons uh, used to love to stay up late, Cannington Greys, and watch We the People. So right. I, I love that okay. I love that they're not those, you know, genuine out and out superstars. They're greyhounds that have clearly caught the imagination of, of, of greyhound racing fans. Well, I, I think I've said this before and I, I say this to anyone that'll listen whenever they ask me the question, but my greatest greyhound of all time is Fantabale. So yeah. what she did over all three distances, I, I don't think we'll ever see again. She's an absolute superstar and while I will never argue with anyone if they say Fernando Bale or or uh, Brett Lee or Temley, if they're going back that far, you know, the, for me, Fanta Bale, it was probably in the real formative stages mm. of my uh, greyhound kind of racing career. So that was uh, that was when I was I was really keen, and I just absolutely loved Fanta Bale. Yeah, she was a she was a star. I, I love how everybody's got a, a a different opinion. For me, I I just think it can't be anyone else but but the amazing Fernando Bale. Uh, as we move on, last night Sandown Park. Huge night of racing. Heats of the Sandown Cup, I think, were were interesting. Um, the, the field is interesting. A few of the big guns not getting through um, that I think a lot of punters would have had, you know, etched into the, the form guide for the Sandown Cup. What did you make of last night and the, the two Group 1 winners as well? I thought Amron Boy had to win that race. He had to win that. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad he did, to be honest. Yeah. He, he deserved another Group 1, and he, he gets that with Harrison Dawson. Really solidifies himself as a stud prospect. He was awesome. Uh, the Sapphire Crown, obviously, baby JC deserved a big one. She she got a little bit of luck in the fact that, wow, she's fast, got injured. And I was on track last night and happy to report that she's uh, she was she was pretty okay. She walked back. She made it all the way around. She walked back to the kennels, and she had a bit of a gash in the back leg. But I'm sure she'll be a, a sore girl this morning, Jim. But uh, it's good that nothing major has, has occurred. Um, mm. But yeah, that it was a cracking night of racing. The Sandown Cup, those heats. Uh, I was talking with Patch Adams last night, and we we were discussing that maybe there wasn't the absolute top liners, but the depth was really good. Mm. So all the heats were interesting, and that box draw makes it super interesting as well for I the final. Tell you what, people don't see uh, on the green light on Premier Racing podcast is sometimes we have to be on the road like we are here in the broadcast box, and there is a man in the broadcast <laughs> box by the name of Charlie Bates. Right, he is the he is the big boss <laughs> of Top Cat Video Productions. Does all of the filming for all the Greyhound racing here in Victoria, and I I can't keep a straight face for too much longer because right over my shoulder I see him pumping the biggest dumbbells you've ever seen between races. But when you look at him and you look at me, you then understand why he does what he does. I'm expecting the man to just crack open a can of spinach, <laughs> a bit of Popeye about him at the moment. But no, he's, uh, he's dominating over there, Charlie, by the looks of him. He is. And, and the good news is I've actually organised in the pipeline to do a deep dive with Charlie Bates. Oh, I like and that. I'd every... love to know a little bit more about the great man. Well, that's it. We, we know he loves to lift weights, but we'll get to, uh, to a little bit more about Charlie Bates in the future. Run of the week. All right, here is a very, very interesting run of the week, and a loyal, loyal person on this podcast is not going to enjoy this. Um, Nathan Rooney, co-trainer of Aston Luciano. Now, I know he's ran fourth, but I've made him the run of the week last week because I think if he gets through off the back straight, he wins. He almost breaks 30, probably does break 30, um, and we're sitting here going, this is a serious pup with a, a huge staying future. So here's how he went about it last week, getting beat. Set away. Town and Black only fair to go. Jumping well, Raven Parrot, Raven Nighthawk. They're going to lead now as Raven Nighthawk kicks through to lead and got away. Out by two or three, Raven Parrot up to third. Aston Luciano close and he's starting to let loose. They're clear from Black Pink and then Raven Owl. Well back to Tan and Black at the end. Redeemer Blue with Fab's Max Potato. Raven Nighthawk led, but look at Aston Luciano. Cut back to the rail. He just gets a little crowded for space. He's trying to charge through and the run late for Raven Owl who's going to shoot through when the trouble happens. And Raven Owl charged away, won it easily. Raven Owl by about five lengths at the end, beating Raven Nighthawk, who I think's held second off Raven Parrot in a Raven trifecta. Well, Aston Luciano, he had them cold. He clipped heels, had nowhere to go. A luckless fourth, clear to tan and black. During the race quarter was right. Uh, nowhere to go, luckless fourth. What do you think of that, Smithy? Yeah, I probably had some tears in my eyes just... Nathan Rooney then. It was a it was a tough, <laughs> tough watch, mate. But I, I just kept hearing you just roll out Raven, Raven, Raven. That's all I could all I could bloody hear it's, during that call. It's mate. got me thinking of uh, the Howard Ashton final coming up in All the Victors. Yeah, there's six victors in the race and I think they've drawn one to six as it's well. Like New with, Zealand racing with the big times over. Yeah, there. that's right. But uh, Victor Damien's come up with the red in that Howard Ashton final too next uh, next Thursday night at uh, Angle Park. Thursday's preview. We're not going to talk too much about SA Racing. I went over there to race this week. Uh, 
no good. No good, Smithy. So I'm going to uh, we finish third, and that's no good. So uh, we're going to forget about that. Uh, good luck, though, to uh, to the Rasmussens with uh, six victors going around in the Howard Ashton. Huge, huge effort indeed. Uh, the Meadows, Saturday night, 12 races. How many winners? How many dead heats this week, Smithy? No, nah, no dead heats, mate. We're not getting cute this week. We're just going back to try and find some winners. I, I reckon you'll never get a job managing a track if you're coming out with things like a dead heat <laughs> and calling things like that because people are just going to think you idiot, you idiot, you're idiotic even. Okay, mate, let's do it. Race one, starting with the sports bet. We let the dogs out over the 525. I'm going Raven Nighthawk here. Showed good speed in that race last time. You can see I like the form of that race. Um, the last hundred's a huge concern, but I think box one, she should lead, and therefore I think she's an each-way play. I'm, uh, I'm on Divine Nature, and it's more just a, a talent kind of uh, bet. I, I don't love the draw, obviously, box number five, but Divine Nature's got plenty of ability, and I think it'll win plenty of good races. So with Divine Nature in a race that uh, looks a little bit sticky. Mm, we'll get the hopefully the inside info too. Uh, hoping to get Emma as a party on this podcast. We are just waiting on uh, some communication back from uh, from the kennel there at Rousley, uh, her partner, training that one, Maddie Lanigan. Race number two, Sky Racing, uh, grade five. I'm with Transponder. I like Shimmer Shadow as well um, in this race. I just think Transponder is absolutely airborne. We spoke about him with that Warrigal win on the track that should have been marked as slow in the form guide. Um, but Shimmer Shadow, off box number one, last start, jump from, was it four, tried to accelerate, get to the inside, couldn't get through. So I think from the red, the two's got early speed, should get a beautiful run and, and does look a big danger. But I like Transponder. I think he's group class. Yeah, as, you, as you're as next to me, Jim, you'll see that I actually haven't got any highlights on this page. And that's oh. because Shimmer Shadow and Transponder are both, I think, deserving of being around the mark of, of favouritism together. I am leaning towards Shimmer Shadow, though. I think that I think Box 1 will really suit, and I think that we'll see the best of him. But I, I struggle to tip against mm. Transponder. He's been in really good form. Interesting clash. Uh, I like Dottie's gift in uh, race number... What are we up to? Wait, race number three. Uh, Dottie's gift number six. Uh, good run. Form stacks up with that Osprey Athena form. I, I didn't think Osprey Athena would run 700, and yet she whacked away pretty well in a Sandown Cup heat last night. So I think the form's strengthened by that. And uh, box number six is probably the concern. I think Scofflaw's a danger, but I'm happy to go with Dottie. Yeah, I'm with Scofflaw, but I, I definitely can see Dottie's gift, particularly with that vacant box to its inside, will be really hard to beat. But Scofflaw on top with me. Uh, just taking him on trust a little bit, his, his form line doesn't read all that great for a greyhound of his calibre, but uh, I'm going with him, giving him a chance in this one. Okay, race four, I'm with Zohar Bale. Didn't accelerate quick enough in a 500-metre race, so getting up to 600. If he can begin and show that box speed that he showed last week, I think he could almost lead. Um, and if he's in front and he can hold a, a forward position, he's going to be hard to beat Zohar Bale. Yeah, really tough race, this one. There's mm. not really much speed in it at all. Whoever leads, I think, is going to be really... Oh, don't, <laughs> don't do that to me. Um, but, yeah, I think whoever leads will be really hard to beat. Whether that it can be a greyhound like a Starburst Candy drawn a little bit uh, a little bit sticky, if it can lead, it's going to be hard to beat. Flying Foxy, the same sort of thing. But I'm leaning towards the two and the three, Zohar Bale and Manila Dusk. I think uh, whoever's further out in the market, I'll probably be looking to back. The next I've called a pace race because the one, the three, the five and the six, I think all have genuine early speed. The eight as well. There is so much burn in this. They all can't lead. And that's why I've gone with Flip Your 50, who I think will just flop out, uh, drive the rail through the first corner and should be a good enough price just to have a place bet on. Yeah, Flip Your 50. A, this is a cracking race to be honest. Mm, it it's is. probably not a race that I'll be betting into, but Alpha Zulu, I think, will be the best greyhound that comes out of this race. He, I think he's a proper top liner in he the is. making. So 
I've landed with him. I, I, I love the dog. I don't love the draw once again, but uh, I think he'll be a little bit too short for me to back, but my on-top selection. John O'Brien uh, in the form guide here is uh, one of the, he has, yes. the big owners yeah. of Alpha Zulu. Great to see Brownie back into the uh, the dogs. He grew up, I think he first started handling or catching dogs when he was about 15. And, and the uh, the Mugovan Browns from Warnable just uh, pretty much own Greyhound Racing down that way. So we wish him well. Mpunga Mustang on with in race number six, I just think can land in front and lead all of the way. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm I'm the exact same. That 890 first split last week, if he replicates that from box one, he's going to be giving them something to chase. Yeah, race number seven, Shimmer Dream for me here. I think Nitro Bale will show speed, um, and I think Shimmer Dream could tuck in and get a nice run at them. Couldn't have said it better myself. Mm. I'm just hope, uh, hoping that Hot Scotch doesn't sit on the hammer because Hot Scotch has got a big, big motor, 29.68 yeah. PB. So if he gets back to his best, he's going to give Shimmer Dream a fair run for his money, but There's Shimmer Dream for me. A bit of depth in that race to a bit of strength if if they get close. We will be worried. Race eight on with Kanji Zone, purely based on the draw. Uh, four starts at the Meadows, two wins and a placing. Two wins from box number one has been jumping from wide draws, going okay, and gets the advantage of Dusty Burbsky in two, who does go straight to the outside generally when the lid's open. Yeah. So I'm sure you would have seen that, Smithy, and read the form very similar to how I have. What well, have I've, you done? I've, uh, I'm showing you this. I've highlighted yeah, Kanji Zone, and I've said each way with a perfect draw. Yeah. So obviously it's going to be tough to beat the Greyhounds of the calibre of Eldorado and Elite Alex Gary Stun on as well, coming from out wide. Hilltop Jack was good last week, but um, yeah, Kanji Zone, I think the draw is absolute perfection. See, I always thought you were just copying. I actually thought you were doing no form and just copying <laughs> my tips a lot of the time, but you've actually got it here. I can see that. Uh, Crystal Bale, I've gone with in the next. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 11 starts at the track, one win um, is a concern, but consistently splits quick. And there is pace in the race. Two, three, four, all have early speed. So you have to think if she runs 5.02 and can hold out the likes of Quested Bale, Winston Town, I don't think they're going to run her down. Um, so that might be, even though there's a lot of pace and there's going to be pressure early, that might play to her advantage because there's going to be two or three greyhounds potentially behind her that just aren't going to finish off. Yeah, no, you're exactly right there. There's a hell of a lot of pace down near the inside. I've gone with Winston Town, but it's not a confident bet by any stretch. I basically tip Crystal Bale every week because mm. of her early speed. So uh, if she splits low fives, it's going to be hard for anything um, coming behind her. But, uh, yeah, look, not a, t- not a confident race, but Winston Town for me. I like Winnington Bale back in distance in the next. Drawn box number four. Just didn't finish off in a 600, but uh, he does attack the line generally pretty hard in a 500-metre race. He's obviously out of Houston Bale, who uh, has produced some fair, some just mm. just some reasonable middle distance runners. And the way that he runs his 500s, you think he's a 600 meter dog, but I do think back down, run it. back down to the 500 will probably suit. But I'm with Cosmic Sin, uh, Cosmic Sin from the six. I think it just leads and hopefully can hold on, get a bit of a break on them. Next race uh, over the five two five City View Bistro, the tastiest race on the card. On with Slingshot Woody, four starts ago went twenty three oh six at Horsham. I know the last fifty is a concern, but um, I think he's gonna he's gonna make his own luck. Yeah, exactly right. And I think he's uh, he's gonna be better for the run last week, led all the way, and then just got pipped on the line and ended up running third. I think he can go all the way this week, though. Slingshot Woody for me. I reckon returning tides a good each way play in the last. Um, drawn the inside. I, I don't know if he's really suited to box number one, but I went back about five starts ago and he led for most of the race up there at Horsham. Um, if he can show that kind of speed, he just hasn't been beginning in his last few. But they've been from awkward draws. So if he can show speed, the red brings him out. I think he could be very hard to beat. I've gone with Soda Polly. I think Soda Polly will lead this one for Taylor Thornton, who I know you had on the pod recently. Mm. Um, and, yeah, for, for a race that I couldn't really work out, I figured I'd just go for the leader, and Soda Polly is that. Yeah.
Punters Punting Club. I'll be honest, um, it's a tough punters punting club. We maybe haven't done as much form as what we normally would, uh, but how do you play it, Smithy? 50 bucks in the bank. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course. Chances are you're going to lose. Give Gambler's Help a call if you think gambling's becoming a problem for you. 1-800-858-858 or gamblinghelponline.org.au for free online confidential support. Uh, I'm going to go to the free-for-all, and I'm going to go with Kanji Zone. $25 each way. I was going to be a little bit cheeky and go 23 mm. the win and 27 the place just to mess up your recording, but I'll stay with 25 each way, Kanji Zone. But, I, uh, it's a tough night. It is. Tough I'm almost The two that I'm thinking about having a play on are Flip Your 50 and Winnington Vale, but they're both the same types of dogs that are going to yep. need luck. So I'll do that. I'll have 25 a place on Flip Your 50 and 25 a place on Winnington Vale. Inside Info. Well, it's time to turn our attention to getting the inside info and uh, a well-known greyhound trainer on this particular podcast, Emily Azapati, who's always been kind enough to give her time to us on the podcast to chat about her runners, is ready to have a bit of a yarn. Em, how are you? Hey, James. Good. How are you? I'm going well. Hey, you've got three runners in uh, at the Meadows. We can skip the, the getting to know you bit because you've been on a few times. <laughs> we'll start with race one, number five, Divine Nature. Uh, pretty serious young boy. Went back to South Australia to have a look at that feature series, obviously being SA bred. Now back to the Meadows. If he can bring his warnable form to town, he's going to be a big contender. Yeah, yeah. Um, we really like him. He's a, he's a nice young pup, but he's... He is very much still learning, as you can tell from his um, angle pass run. But, um, yeah, we really like him. He had a, a full 500 trial at the Meadows on Monday, and we were really, really happy with him. So, um, yeah, providing the box is an ideal, but um, providing he could get a little bit of room early and a bit of luck into that first turn, he, he could be right in that. I'm going to keep a close eye on him. Uh, the main reason, I'll be honest, I got you on um, is because in race 11, you've got two in the race, Slingshot Hogan and Slingshot Woody. Now, I've stretched the neck out a little bit and I've tipped Slingshot Woody on top here, number two, because I think he's got the speed to lead. Um, what did you make of the race? Who do you think's the best chance of the two? Yeah, um, well, I was hoping to get them into a race 11 and race 12, but they're in the same race. You don't really get to pick and choose. Um, but uh, yeah, probably I'd have to agree with you based on based on box draw. Like he, Hogan, Slinkot Hogan, he's obviously in four, and he's one that sort of it, like he'll try and make his way to the fence. Whereas Woody, Woody, he's probably just got a little bit more on him early, and uh, I'd be very surprised if he gets over the fence, which I think he can. But he would that he would get off it, and both boys sort of like to lead. So. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with you and have Woody as my best chance in that one. Do you think he's got improvement in him from what he did last week? First run back over 500 for oh, a tick over two months. He flew at Horsham four starts ago. He went 30 and 46 last week. Do you reckon he can sharpen that up a few lengths second go back at the 500? Yeah, I definitely think he's getting stronger. Um, when we first, we pre-trained him as a pass and we didn't think we were even going to get him over much further than, you know, probably 400. He, he was a bit of a speedy squid so um we're really happy with the way he's going and he's starting to build up strength as he gets older he's a high earner so they, they can sort of take a bit of time but um yeah he's definitely showing improvement in his runs and he's got that early pace so if he can sort of get stronger in the run home he'll he'll be a nice dog in town i think well, i'm glad i've got you on em just to have a little bit of a chat about those runners in particular slingshot woody because you've filled me up with confidence there that i've uh, i've tipped, <laughs> tipped the right one anyway <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, definitely. He'd definitely be the pick of 
of my two. For yeah, sure. <laughs> nah, that's it. And uh, in the kennel, are there any nice pups coming through that we should be chucking in the black book that you think might end up being nice dogs? Divine Nature's obviously one. Yeah, he's one. Um, we had one win on Wednesday at the Meadows, Tanya Hustle. Um, he's shown us a lot at home, so he's, he'd be one to follow. He's another one that's just sort of immature and learning, but he's, he's shown us a lot. Um, yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple of nice ones, but yeah, he'd probably be the main standout pup wise at the moment that we've got. Well, my, my, there's the little fella. My my recommendation, <laughs> the boss of the kennel. I shouldn't say the little fella. That's the the big boss Noah. But my recommendation <laughs> yeah. to the uh, to the uh, listeners is to just follow and black book Matt Lanigan and him as a party, and I think they'll have some fun. Uh, just on that, uh, Noah, we can hear him in the background making some noise. Um, you, you must <laughs> no, love sorry. the fact though that you're able to do a job as a greyhound trainer where uh, do a job as a greyhound trainer where your young bloke can be, be so involved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he, he loves it. And, yeah, he comes to the races with us and comes trialling. And, um, yeah, as you say, he literally does boss us around. And, um, <laughs> yeah, it is. It makes it makes it easier that we can have him involved. Well, good on you, Em. Thanks so much for your time once again. And, uh, yeah, tear, tear it apart at the Meadows on Saturday night and train some winners. Yeah, sweet. Thanks, James. Can you wrap up the rest of the show now, Smithy? Thanks for listening to the Green Light On podcast with James Vandermart and Corey Smith. It's been a pleasure oh. to have your company once again. Safe travelling and happy punting or? Safe travelling and happy punting. Got you, Smithy. <laughs>